Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to another episode of the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. Here with me, the beautiful boys, Phil Hello. and Ben. Hello. How are you guys? It's so good to have Phil here. Yeah, it's good to be here. I love yeah. Brandon, and I like him here, but I miss Phil when Brandon's not here, and vice versa. Brandon's yeah. kind of been stinking up the seat you know, Phil sits wow. in. Wow. Literally and, and figuratively. Whew. Though, I will say, and on an honesty perspective here, on an honest note, uh-huh. Both you and Brandon are some of the finest smelling men I know. Nice. I always, you are most likely that if you walk in the room, I'm like, damn, dude, I'll fuck yeah. you. you know? Excellent. Wow. Excellent. I mean, I like yeah, you smell great. I've been blessed to not stink very much, and I always have cologne on. I mean, I put it on at like 9 o'clock this morning. so. But it's not too smell. much. Yeah. I, no, never too much. No. Never too much. I, a lady at Macy's taught me how one time. Okay. No more than two spurts at best. No more. Right. You know, maybe one on the neck. And then you, what you do is you put one on the wrist and kind of rub it together. Mm. That way, when we, when you're with your lady, you put your arm around her, she smells it on your mm. wrist. Ooh. So uh, that's that's the trick, really. Is just you know some people are spraying it all over. Yeah. Axe, oh, yeah. like a can and a half. My uh, my goal in in the smelling department is just to not stink, and I don't always succeed. I'm sure I do, but like I don't ever want to smell like anything. Yeah. I want to be neutral and people not notice if I smell good or bad. I just want to exist. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I don't need someone to think I smell good. I just don't want them to think I smell bad. Hmm. And the problem is I never actually know because it's me. I've always been a cologne boy. Like yeah. I just... Uh, I used to be. Um, and not not Axe or anything like that, but actually... And I don't buy a ton. I usually have one or two good bottles at a time, but I bought a nice bottle when we were in uh, Florida in March. And yeah. I'll, I'll use that for a while. The only time I ever use anything Axe product, I uh, one time bought one of their like all-in-one body wash, mm-hmm. hair, everything, mm-hmm. uh, just one time because I didn't like it, like messed up my skin. And then uh, I've used their like gel deodorant, mm. which I used it for a little while and then I found something I like better. So, But I've never once ever used the spray. I'll I can't it. say ever. I was in junior high, dude, when Axe was in its prime. I, I was in high school. <laughs> when so. I, dude, if I, sometimes every once in a while I'll be at like Target or Walmart or whatever, and I'll buy my own deodorant, which I am an Old Spice man now. Yeah. But I will just smell the Axe Phoenix scent. 
Oh, Phoenix, it'll yeah. bring yeah. me back yeah. instantly yeah. to junior high. Yeah. Uh, when I smell Axe, I just remember how my locker room smelled, and it was a mixture right. of <laughs> of Axe and Ass. Axe, right. axe yeah. and Ass. Yeah. So it's not Axe, but I don't play hockey anymore. When I played hockey, I would keep a, a spray can, whatever you want to call it. I don't know yeah. what that is. Of the uh, Old Spice version of it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Axe, but it's Old Spice. But even playing hockey, like you go in there, those guys stink. Oh, yeah. Um, but hard. I never want to stink. So after each game, you know, I was the I was a Fruit Loop in there putting Febreze in my gloves and skates and everything and then spraying my clothes with the uh, Old mm. Spice spray. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, uh, not the manliest of hockey players, and that's okay. So, Phil. Yeah. How are you? It's been a while. I'm good. I'm good. I'm real good, actually. I'm, I'm busy, but good. Okay. Um, haven't had a chance to play a whole lot, but... Um, for the first time in a while, uh, work is going very well. Good. Um, very, being very, uh, successful lately. Mm. Um, I have a new boss again for the third time this year. Wow. Um, but you know, she called me today and said that my former one actually called me a superstar. Whoa. So that's always encouraging whenever you're, uh, you know, your new boss thinks you're a superstar. It's also intimidating and, no. uh, terrifying. Let me be clear. Yeah. You've always been a superstar to me. Thank Aww. you. So, Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's I need to hear that. I every I not everyone. Um my wife thinks that too, and she gets mad at me because I don't think of myself as a superstar. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just fine. Like yeah. anybody yeah. who thinks of themselves as a superstar yeah. is probably a big douche. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Like but, it's okay uh, to be to be comfortable with yourself right. and think I do a good job yeah. of things. Yeah. If you think you're a superstar right. yourself, even if you yeah. are, you're just a douche. It's nice to, you know. I've been at this company for about five years now, so it's nice to actually be called one without having to think you are one. Right. So that was nice. But, yeah, things are good. Um, I have a couple of my employees that are moving on, it looks like, so we might be shorthanded for a bit, going to be working a lot of hours. But uh, other than that, things are good. I was in Erie for the weekend. We had our, our work picnic up there. And, nice. Um, Saturday, night, Saturday night, we had a uh, jacuzzi tub in our room. Yeah, Ooh. and uh, me and the missus sat in there for about two hours drinking. So nice. That was a that was a nice way to spend a Saturday evening. Yeah. So very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, very how are good. you? I'm doing all right. Good. Getting uh, getting trying to get caught up. Okay. Just feel like I'm never caught up on anything. Oh, you feel you. Um, never. But just so many different irons in the fire. But the the difference is, if I'm like not doing something, I just don't do anything at all. Yeah. So I have to stay busy to stay motivated. And if I just, like, start slacking, it all goes to hell. You know, Ben, I thought this today. I was like, man, I would like to someday be able to have a job that I go to, and in the evening I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Because right now I have, you know, three different jobs that are working to different varying degrees depending on the week. Right. And then I was like, no, if I did that, if that ever happened, I would just fill up. The evenings with something else. Yeah. Like there's always if something, you know what I mean? The last time I remember that being the case, and I guess as I'm saying it, I'm like thinking, no, that wasn't the case, was probably in like the 2010, 11 timeframe for me. And it was, uh, I was just out of college. I had gotten a, you know, my first big boy job out of college. I guess I had big boy jobs before that, but my first one out of college, I moved in with a couple of roommates. And even though I had a lot of stuff going on, there were still like, probably three out of five nights through the week that I would go home and like, Oh cool. It's halo reach time. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, and that was a good time. Or it's Skyrim time. I guess that was a little later, but, mm-hmm. and just play games with my roommates. And that was a lot of fun. But other than that, pretty much since then 
I've just always had something going on in the evening. And if I end up not having something going on in the evening, then I'm in the, oh, my, this pipe is leaking or, you know, like I'm fixing something at home or whatever. It's, I watch a fair amount of television. I say a fair amount, probably not even close to average what the American watches, but my wife and I watch like old sitcoms, like we're watching Frasier right now, but we nice. don't do that till like 11, 12 at night. And she usually falls asleep after half an episode. And I, I stay up for, by 10 last I night. I stay up for three episodes, <laughs> for three hours, you know, after that and get some more work done. But um, uh. I, yeah, I know I would just like sit around and watch reruns of The Office constantly if I could. Yeah. I'm kind of off The Office personally. Yeah. Well, yeah. I find it hard to watch these days. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What's your go-to? What's your guilty pleasure? New Girl right now. Oh, okay. We that's not quite as that's not quite as sacred. To me, honestly. It's great. Don't get me wrong. And it's not to most people. I I, I think it's the best written sitcom of all time. It's very good. You're right. Um the I watching through it a second time, we just finished it. Um there's so many little things that you you miss if you don't pay very close attention and um The Office I've really used to love and I still I wouldn't say I hate it, but Michael Scott it's hard to watch sometimes. Wow. About the time he breaks up with Pam's mom for being too old. That's it's, that's uh, my favorite part about it is it shows how terrible he is. I just it's so hard to watch. Yeah. I'm finding more and more that if I'm sitting down to watch something, I'm watching YouTube. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, I never do that. But what are you, fifteen? That's how I I'm like I've watched YouTube constantly. Yeah. But the like I'll find a channel or something that I'll really dive into. Yeah. I've, uh, there's this channel called uh, Retro Ahoy, uh-huh. and they're really, really well done, um, like deep dives into like there's an hour long episode about Doom. Yeah, I think it's an hour. It's either half hour or an hour, and they have one on Quake, and they're both incredibly well done. And I'll just you know find a channel I really like and dive yeah. in. There's nothing wrong with that. So I tell you though, if we ever have another podcast, kind of like the Cruel Angels one, I, I think it should be about Letter Kenny. I think we should have a Letter Kenny podcast. That'd be so good. Um, it would just clearly be called Pitter Patter. Whoa. And uh, yeah. I think that sounds nice. Well, I yeah. think you have to cut this out of the show because that's clearly going to be a stolen idea from from someone. Dang. You think it's a stolen idea? I think someone's No, I don't think you're stealing it. it. I think someone else is going to steal oh, it. Oh, crap. Oh, and make a billion dollars. Wow. So this is the HP Podcast, your weekly video game podcast from handsomephantom.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, if this is your first time listening, Handsome Phantom, it's a website that we all do stuff at. We do write <laughs> and make videos and podcasts like like here we are right now. Yes. And so, yeah, we recommend checking it out. We have new content five days a week there. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's exciting. We have uh, some new content from this week. I just put up, well, it'll be yesterday. If you're listening to this on release day, we got a review of Metal Wolf Chaos. That's out that I did. And I don't know what else we got in the pipe. We got some other stuff. A couple days ago, we had an article about the five indie characters that should be in Smash Brothers. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was a fun read. Um, Today, we got the podcast and potentially something else. Tomorrow, we should have a podcast uh, review of a gaming mouse up. And then... I know we have something Friday, but I can't remember what it is. Cruel Angels podcast. Well, the Cruel Angels podcast, yes, definitely will come out Friday. Uh, the only non-gaming related thing we do. Yes. Um, we also reviewed the movie Tomb Raider once. That's gaming related. Mm, kind of. Okay. Yeah. No, directly gaming related. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're not wrong. Yeah. 
that's the only reason I let you write that. <laughs> you begged me. You're like, please, it's, I want to do something about video, about movies. And I was like, okay, see this movie. I still want to do something about movies. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, we do lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. We'd appreciate it. Now, I, I was very busy today. I didn't get to read it. Did you give Metal Wolf a score? I know that was something you were I talking didn't. about. Okay. I was wondering. Um, okay. I chose not to, even though many other outlets did. Just because our review, this is the way I thought of it. And Ben, I'd love to hear your take as our EIC mm-hmm. about this. Is my thought was our grading and scoring system is bet- is set up for modern games. For games that come out now, for the most yeah. part, I would say. And so it's hard for me to give a score to a game that's from right. 2000 and... That's 15 years, yeah. yeah. 2007? And I didn't play no, it when it first came out, but it feels... Like not much changed. I know it's supposed to be an HD yeah. remake, but it felt like it probably felt back then. I felt like it felt kind of dated. Um, it is dated. So I, I was like, do I review this on the sake of its remaster, its gameplay, the whole package? And I was like, you know what? No score. The the review, though, I'd say is pretty is as thorough as a review should be okay. about this type of thing. Yeah. For me, this was very much an arcadey yeah. type experience that if you were going to review, it should have been viewed through the lens of it being a 2004 game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you were going to score it, I mean, it should have been scored based on that. I think our, I disagree with you a little bit about the way our scoring system is set up because I think it would be compatible with that. But mm-hmm. with that said, when you and I chatted about it, I said, yeah, I'm cool with a score or not a score, but if you score it, you can't score it based on, you know, 2019 games right. and, and, you know, in perspective. I don't uh, feel like it got great scores back then either, though. Well, uh, it didn't really know. get any scores in the U.S. No scores in the U.S.? And it was never released It never came US. to the U.S. It never came in the U.S.? That's what um, I was really wanted to hit home in the review is that if you're a From Software fan, this is such a, a cool novelty. Novelty makes it sound bad. Right. That I was thinking about after I said afterwards. But this is a cool piece of history from a, you know, acclaimed... Right. Developer. Mm -hmm. I think this game would be awesome even today if you put it in a stand up arcade machine and threw it in like Dave and Buster's or something. Oh, yeah. I think it would be cool. I mean, you'd have to automate the mech suit. And so you're walking around on on rails or something. But personally, I only played a couple levels, but it's my favorite from software game. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I mean, yeah. But I could I, beat the levels and and I didn't hate it. So so I I think your review without a score I, we agreed that was totally cool. But I think you could have probably scored it. I just think it would have been um, unless you were familiar with you know I know you've played them some of them, but unless you were like intimately familiar recently with other two thousand four games, yeah. probably would be a bit unfair to score it based on that. So yeah, I think it was the right call not to score it. I don't like to think about the things I was intimate with in 2004. Ooh. That's a bad, yeah, that's a bad memory. Yikes. As you boys know, uh-huh. it's time to do dreams and a shout out. Oh. It's a time where you can talk about what you've been dreaming of this week and something you just want to give a good old shout out to. Nice. nice. Now, I'm going to start with Ben. Yeah. This week. You started with me last week. I did? Well, lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for for my shout out, I'm going to shout out. This is kind of an unusual one. I'm going to shout out my friend Kurt Shields, who he was, uh, I think he was you know, 72-ish. He died this past weekend. Oh. Um, he was a friend of mine from, he was actually my dad's friend, uh, old enough to be my dad's dad. So my grandfather would have been um, who we were just friends with all my life and would come and stay with us for months of the time. And um, 
you know, or weeks at a time. I mean, we would go see him. We would, uh, we lived very near each other when we lived in Florida, and then when you know he was from the same hometown we were, so we just kept in touch all through the years. And uh, he had a lot of like he had had cancer and stuff like that um, throughout the time, so his lungs just kind of were done working. So good dude. I'm happy to have known him. I'm happy that everyone who knew him knew him, but. He is gone now, and I just want to shout out his memory. Cool dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell Sorry yeah for that, Kirk. That's, Hell yeah. Uh, that's sad. Kirk. Yeah. Uh, my dream, I have been spending a lot of time working on a review that we got surprisingly early. Uh, it's not out yet. Shouldn't even probably reveal the name of it. Um, finished the written and video review. Just have a few things to touch up. Uh, it's ready to go. But what I'm dreaming about is playing in that same game. <laughs> in multiplayer whoa uh it doesn't have multiplayer yet it's going to in the future um but since i can't specifically talk about it i guess i'll just say i'm dreaming about jumping into a different game and i kind of have the luxury right now of like nothing big coming out next week or anything uh that i'm interested in at least nothing really pressing super big on my backlog so i kind of just like hmm, i can play anything i want right now and it's a feeling i haven't had in a long time nice so i'm dreaming about that that sounds wonderful billy all right. Well, uh, let's see here. You started with your shout out. Yeah. I'm going to start with my dream. Okay. I am dreaming about the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, that's pretty much all I think about. Um, I think after Comic-Con, really excited about some of the stuff coming, not just the next phase, but probably the stuff beyond that, like Blade. It's going to be pretty exciting. No, is Blade not part watch. of the next phase? It is not. It has been announced, but it's not going to be part of the next phase. It will probably be part of phase five. Okay. Um, along with what appears to have X-Men and Fantastic Four and uh, just a lot of good stuff. They keep adding to the cast of the Eternals. I think the Eternals is probably going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so pretty excited about all that stuff. I was, uh, I, yeah, I know Boo wants me to like the indie films that I used to like again, and I still like those, um, but... I just can't stop thinking about this Marvel Cinematic Universe. So Dustin uh, has sworn to never watch another Marvel movie. I can't. Yeah. I honestly like. It's the sixth. Endgame comes out on 4K and on the 13th, and like that's a week. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. It's all I can think about. What third, I don't even know. Seven days. Yeah. yeah. It's out so, on digital. Yeah, yeah, I don't do digital. I don't care about. You want to have a party and watch it? That'd be wonderful. We should do that. Um, let's let's pick a time for that. So that would be my dream, and uh, I'm going to stay in the Marvel world, and my shout-out is going to be I've been buying comic books again. Oh, um, Phil, this is a dangerous so road. It's, it's, Don't talk to me about this. I won't give dollar values because I'll probably get in trouble for it um, <clears throat> if anyone that I'm married to listens to this. She does. She does. <laughs> um, <laughs> I only pick up a few books at a time, but they started, I think, in May, April or May. They did a big crossover event called War of the Realms. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I am slowly making my way through every book associated with it. And I even bought a War of the Realms box to keep them all in separate. Wow. Um, I don't know how many books it is, but I, I it's a lot. Um, so I picked up a few more today on my way over here. I don't have a comic book store near my house. So when I'm a butler, I got to take advantage of uh, yeah. of being being near one. So Did you stop there before you came here today? Briefly, yes, yes. So that's why you were late? Yes, correct. <laughs> the rain. I would have been on time, but I got stuck in the rain. It I was fine that you were late. We were I just, didn't want to run outside. Well, you weren't really late. We were just hanging out. Yeah, I got here about eight, 10 minutes late. Um, uh, but that is... You said 8.30, uh, didn't you? You said 8.30. Yeah, I did, but you that's were like here. That's like 8.40. 8.40. Uh, all right. I feel like 8.40 was when I pulled in. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I would have been, uh, been here at 8.30, but the rain uh, yeah, kept me in the vicious. car for a little while. Um, but that has been fantastic. Um, 
it's it feels like you're reading a Marvel Cinematic Universe. You um, are pretty much, yeah. So that's been a lot of fun. So that's uh, that's my shout out, my dream. My attic is full of comic books. I uh, I have not really. I've tried, and that's the problem with where I live is like I'm at least a half hour from any comic book store. Right. So I try to like you know get them as I can. And when I was working in in places where I would pass one, it's easy. But now that I work closer <laughs> to home, um, it's it's been harder, but it's been well worth my time. I know you're not a digital guy very much. I am not, but. For the books that you don't want to actually buy, like I'm sure there's plenty that you want to read that you don't want to spend the money on. Yeah. The the Marvel Unlimited or whatever it's called now app yeah. uh, where you can read all the comic books and stuff digitally. I dabble. I, it is cheap and it is very good. Like yeah. it's actually a very good representation. So I would – I think they have free trials, dollar yeah. trials, stuff like that. Um, you should check it out because it's very good. But it's not going to replace like, – it's not going to replace no. physical. Even with my Kindle, like I just like having that the book or the comic book or the whatever. In so do hands. I. Um, but the so fact of the matter is, you're never ever going to money. spend the money, mm-hmm. and you're never going to have the space, and you're never going to spend the time no. to go get all those books. And I'll get there eventually. I used to be that way with music too, but now Spotify Premium. Yeah. I mean that ten bucks a month, and I have every album I'd ever want. Yeah. So even Tool now. Whoa, even Tool. Did even you tool. want Tool? Nah, no, you I just never have a Tool in my life, but I could, could if I wanted. <laughs> I could name a single Tool song. They got that one that's I like... <laughs> that's every yeah. band of that genre yeah. ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, <laughs> real yeah. industrial. I thought the album cover looked cool when it popped up on my uh, Apple Music when yeah. I saw the new releases or whatever. It looks when I was like scrolling through to look DMT for uh, yeah, something. Whatever. Yeah. When's that new Taylor Swift coming out? Soon. August, isn't it? September, August, I think. Let's, I don't know. I'm very excited about let's it. Check. Though. Let's check. Is that your dream? <laughs> it's not my dream, but it, it is a dream that I have. So what is your dream? Oh, uh, what is my dream? I'm dreaming about I'm going away this weekend, Ooh. going to New Jersey, New York City area. Holly, well, one of Holly's friends from college got married on the West Coast. They're having this party thing. So we're going out to that and we're also going to hang out with uh, my co-host of a cruel angels podcast, Boo Stewart. And we're going to do something. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but we're going to hang out and, uh, we might go to New York city for part of it. And so just nice to get away yeah. for a little bit, you know, sounds nice. So I'm, I'm excited about that. My shout out is, I had a couple things, but I don't know. I'm going to shout out to Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Oh, man. Because I, this was this my shout-out last week? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. doesn't matter. I'm going to shout it out again if it is. I'm going to shout it out because this is my first Fire Emblem game. And I'm... Ever? Uh, I've, like, maybe played an hour of another one. It didn't grab me because I didn't want to play it on 3DS because fuck the 3DS. Right? So, I'm just... No, no. And that's the problem I have with most of you... Mm. bandwagon fire emblem people i'm gonna call um some of you haven't been playing fire emblem your whole lives and it shows some of you are not playing on classic mode and it shows yeah i don't play classic that's you bitch i don't like when people die in real (laughs) life or in the game so i thought about this for a long like i (laughs) i put the game on pause and i was like researching all this stuff yeah it's not about the fact that people like you can still play classic mode and not let anybody die first of all it lets you rewind if anyone dies and second, if someone dies, it just means you got to restart the battle. So the stakes are much higher. It yeah. just makes it feel 
every move matters more because awakening just ruined it for me. Like it wasn't an option in that. I don't believe I've I, I played it a while. I think that's just how it was. Yeah. And I might be wrong, but I have to go back. But and they introduced it in that. And it's just, I just, I'm just thinking like if my girl Petra dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No good. That's bad. That would be no very good. bad. You know, now Phil, you have only put a little bit of, I have not put very in. much time into this. I, uh, the weekend it came out, I had a call off, so I had to go in on my day off, and I had to review two games that weekend. So, and then this week was just pretty busy. So, yeah, I didn't. I have not played much of it. I'm off tomorrow. I might dabble. Mm. Um, I really want to get into it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I couldn't believe how easy it is to get into. Yeah. I was worried that it was going to be complicated for oh, no. a, a noob, no. and I feel like it's extremely approachable, and it lays out things well makes it easy for you to learn things. It layers things on at a great progression. It is very different, though. The battles are similar, but the gameplay itself, the actual game, is very different than Fire Emblems of old. Yeah, I had played uh, the one that was like Fire Emblem Birthright and the one that was three different games. Yes. So mm-hmm. wasn't you? Don't you like build? Yeah. your town. You gotta in that? build your town in that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. which I liked, and that was a little different too. I mean, each one of them kind of adds new twists and yeah, you know things. But I, uh, yeah, that was that was the last one. I like that. A this lot. one's more persona. Yeah, it's very. You're in the, the school, yeah. and you're, um, but instead of actually being a student, you're one of the teachers. Right. Which so. can we talk about that for just sure. a second? Yeah. I think it's so funny that you're a mercenary guy. <laughs> yeah. And then you show up because your dad knows these people that right. were at this school and they were attacked by mercenaries. So you right. help them. They're like, uh, yeah, we're going to make you a professor now. <laughs> and you're like 12. You're like you, the same age as the students. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like your early 20s. Yeah. And most of them are 15 through You're 20. like that student teacher that like kind of wants to hook up with the students but can't. Well, Does obviously that, you hook up with a student well, at some point. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm only a half hour into the game. I'm I'm I have not hooked up with one, but okay. this is Fire Emblem. That's true. You're That's true. Everyone's hooking up. Yeah. So, I don't know if you'd call it hooking up. I, I certainly wouldn't. But it's like banging. No, no, no. Oh. I'm, I'm talking about a personal experience of mine. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, I had some uh, interaction, like not physical or anything, but like you know, kind of a date. It was it was a date. Uh, with someone who two years later ended up being my student teacher. Oh, it was weird. Oh. No, maybe it was only a year later, but it was still like it was awkward, but also not awkward. It is what it is. It was what it was. But uh, huh. yes, Fire Emblem, shout out. Nice. That's Fire a good Emblem. shout out. Everyone's shouting out about it. Yeah. A lot I of mean, a lot are. of people liking it. A lot of people liking it. It's very upsetting to me. Just to put it out there. I think there was only like three years difference. Okay. It wasn't like a weird, creepy thing. It was like. I was like 16. She was like 19. We just like went to to do something together. We didn't yeah, like. Yeah, that's fair. It wasn't weird. It's that's fair. fair. Yeah. I believe you. I got lots of stories to start like that that we'll talk about off off the air. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Let's talk about the news. Starting off. Was there news this week? Did anything happen? I, I didn't some, hear I about anything. <laughs> okay. Nothing happened. I got what, some news. What kind of news do you have? I only, of the two spiciest things, we're only going to talk about one of them. <laughs> okay. That okay. happened this week. Because we're directly involved? Yes. Yes. Number one, the ESA fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) We need to bring that segment back. Yeah, you done fucked up. You done fucked up, ESA. Uh, The ESA. So I'm going to try to explain this as brief as I can. A lot of people probably already know what happened, but just to keep it brief. For you non-Twitter people out there. Basically, uh, a journalist that we know, Sophia Narwitz, 
she was tipped off about this data leak. Basically, there was a link that was public on the ESA's website that was like known media list or something, registered media list, that anyone could go to and click. It would let you download a spreadsheet that had over 2,000 journalists' name, phone number, address, whatever phone number address they put in. So maybe some of them are business-related, but some of them are not. Mine was not. Right, yeah. So usually it's big outlet like IGN or Kotaku or something like that that have a staff or address. Or, well, I, we do technically have an yeah. uh, uh, office address we that do. we use for physical goods. Yeah. But like even phone numbers, you know, might have been the right. main office number. But a lot of them still were were not. So she got tipped off about this. So I want to I'm a little hazy on the exact timeline. The important details I do. have. She right has a though. video. So yeah, there's, you, you can watch, watch her video. Basically, she told the ESA, she told, she said, hey, this is here. You need to take this down. She also told someone from Vice and a guy who does esports, like a well-known esports journalist type guy about this and had them contact the ESA said because she knew that they would have more uh, vying power with the ESA to listen. Right. So the ESA removed this link. At this point, Sophia made a video to tell journalists and let everybody know that your data may have been compromised if, you know, nefarious parties had seen this link and maybe were keeping it quiet. Right. And after that, the story started to blow up and it turned out the ESA had never removed this file from their servers. The link was still, though there wasn't a clickable link, if you had typed in whatever the file was. Probably even Google search for it. Or Google search for it. You could get it that way. Just to put it out there, the reason this list existed is so that the developers and PR people could reach out to media to get in contact with them for right. checking out their games, etc. Right. So there is a important list. Right. There's a reason for it. So not only was it still available on their on there in their files, but it was also on the internet wayback machine. So it was stored on a second party. And at this point, the, the floodgates were out. Uh, every, anyone who wanted it could have access at this point. It was a well-known fact. Mm-hmm. ESA eventually did step in and removed it from their files. And also, I believe it was taken down from the wayback machine, but the damage was done right. at this point. So ESA eventually did send emails saying that, uh, the the file was password protected on their site and was never meant was never publicly available, which we all know is fucking not true. Well, yeah. the thing is, they had a I'm sure they have a file on their site that's password protected that they give to the vendors. Yes. Yeah, this was not what we're talking about. No. no, because I received a text message from someone that I don't know telling me that my information was we breached. all did. Yeah. So not very password protected. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Let's talk about this. Um, obviously, this is a really bad thing that's happened, and it's obviously has very bad implications for all involved, but uh, not to varying degrees. Like some uh, very famous people, well-known right. people in this industry, probably are going to have a lot worse consequences from this leak. Yeah. But just uh, yeah, to be clear, we're unhappy about our personal info being out there, but we're three white dudes in Western Pennsylvania who. We have an audience, but not exactly giant. I have a feeling, you know, 
we're not women and we're not high profile, we're probably going to be okay. The biggest thing I'm worried about is that somebody could potentially somehow figure out a way to hack into my email and therefore get whatever. I doubt that's going to happen. Right. But for people who are big names, whether they're, you know, whether they're popular or controversial or anything in between, they're there is a possibility somebody could show up at their door and right. knock on it or call them relentlessly or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? What's the take? I think the worst part about this is that the ESA had a list out there for media people or for, for developers to get in contact with media people. Not only the fact that it was public, but the fact that they didn't, they don't give media people a list of developers to contact them about checking out their games. Yeah. Okay. That's not really the worst part, but yeah. Yeah. It is messed up. Phil? Yeah, I've had a lot of thoughts on it. At first, I didn't really think too much of it, and then I realized kind of what you're talking about. Like, yeah, we are a smaller outlet. Um, nobody's really bothering us. But but people with hot takes, and much as I hate to say it, this is the world we live in, a lot of the females are probably going to have a pretty hard go of it, and, and they deserve to be protected. And I think the email that they sent out, the ESA sent us each an email, and... Uh, I gotta be honest, I don't think it was good enough. Like, I'd rather receive nothing from them than basically them just saying, hey, it's fine. Sorry. Um, that's my personal, you know. It's important to know also that people had found from the Wayback Machine uh, E3 attendees from, what was it, like 2006 or six something? Six and seven or five and six. Yeah, yeah. Way long time ago that uh, it was their information was also on the Wayback Machine. And who knows in between how many. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and what's out there. So... Yeah, the that's that's one of the worst parts is that that oh okay one of the crazy parts about this is that this you know these things have been out there and this list apparently has been up there since what February March April let's say at latest end of June or beginning of June yeah and like nobody found it that should nobody found that until recently that should be somewhat comforting in the fact that like nobody was going looking for this information and it was it was at the bottom of the page but the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter if one person finds it and it gets into the wrong hands a lot of people could end up hurt or at least just harassed you know well how freely are we speaking about this right now like if i recall correctly i saw a screenshot it was like under a section for exhibitors like a help section at the bottom yeah there was a link that said right well i mean i'm sorry how freely do we want to talk on this podcast about our opinions on the matter i feel like we are we owe it to our listeners we owe it i'm i'm not gonna obscure the truth i think people should be more mad at the esa than the person that actually brought it to the attention oh yeah and i think a lot of the anger and frustration has been displaced and I think that's probably my the most frustrating thing to me about this. Um, yeah. So to clarify, the yes. relationship here, yes. Dustin works with Colin. Mm-hmm. Colin works with Sophia, who yeah. broke the story. So Colin, or Dustin, you know, technically work, works, you work yeah. with Sophia. To, yeah, so sure. there is a connection there, but it's not like a... Um, you know, it's not like Sophia's on our staff or anything like that. Right. So just to just to make sure everybody clearly knows what the situation is, we know Phil and I know her through Twitter. Like yeah. you know, yeah. maybe yeah, I've never met her. I don't. I wouldn't know if she walked through the front door. But I've just seen so many people throwing a lot of hate her way. When right. when in reality, we should be upset with the people that actually had this information available. Um, my my opinion on the what happened with Sophia 
Um, and Sophia, if you're listening, and you probably are, or hopefully, or maybe not, hopefully, I don't know. Uh, I hope you take this in the the you know the manner it's, which it's conveyed. I don't think Sophia did anything wrong. No, I think Sophia did exactly what I would have done, or you would have done, or probably honestly most journalists out there. Yeah. I do think there is a possibility Sophia could have waited longer and done more right. uh, to to make sure that things were removed. But I, she is. To my knowledge, not uh, IT tech. She is not, you know, somebody who is going around investigating the web. Like as far as I know, she only knows how to use writing applications and yeah. and gaming and Twitter. Like I, I'm sure she's much more competent than that. But that's my point is she she should not be expected to be no. a forensic analyst. And it's 2019. You know, like I know some of the takes I saw said that she should have let everyone know individually. This no, that maybe no. We can't do that. Like no. we all are on Twitter. That's how you do it. Right. You know, you break a story that way. Like you, it was it was supposedly down, and then she right. let everyone know. And here's the other um, thing: supposedly, uh, or no, factually, Sophia got an email from uh, an anonymous person saying that this list was up, and they had tried to contact other people, and mm-hmm. they hadn't listened. So Sophia took it and ran and tried to do the. So the list was out. What Sophia didn't go and discover it. Somebody else told her about it. So you know, anybody. Let's say they had messaged somebody else who wanted to do people harm. Yeah, they could have immediately immediately done it without everybody knowing that. So at least now you have the the protection of knowing, and that's the. I think that's the good thing Sophia did. So I I won't say that this is in any sense Sophia's fault. If you want to really press the issue and say, is there more that could have been done? Sure. There's always more that could have, you know, could have been made sure that was done. But I, if I were in the exact same position, I, well, frankly, I probably would have tried to sell the story. Uh, but, but secondly, I would have done the exact same thing. Yep. Yeah. I think that was well said. But what do you guys think this means long term for the ESA? There is, and this isn't private information. I've seen this on Twitter and some different Facebook groups. Uh, lawsuits are yeah. in 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 motion right now. Whether it's uh, personal, someone one person suing the SA, or people gearing up for class action lawsuits. Right. Um. So, not only that, but there's also I'm not super knowledgeable about this, but uh, European data yes. privacy laws that have are very specific and comes with very specific fines that uh, they have people are theorizing and right. saying with confidence that they are going to be fined yeah. for this uh, breach of privacy. Yeah. So what does this mean for ESA and E3? I don't know what the ESA's uh, bank account looks like, but I have a feeling that even if it's a class action, I imagine there will be a few people here and there that sue independently as well. Uh, who don't join the class action, maybe. and to try to get more. Well, probably. Because, like, uh, let's just use names here. Alana Pierce's information is out there now. Right. Alana is a much more high-profile individual than Ben Smith. Yes. Mm-hmm. I already saw on something she posted, somebody posted underneath, and I reported it immediately, even though it's out there. Somebody commented underneath with her phone number. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not that's good. not good. Uh, it's not a far leap to find her address, you know, if you have somebody's phone number or I guess it was on the spreadsheet, most likely, unless she used a company address. So like somebody like Alana has a lot, lot, lot more to lose than somebody like you and I. So I could see and I'm not saying this is, 
Alana's intentions. I don't know her intentions. I don't know her at all. Other than I said, we, we talked one time, but she could easily make a case that her payout, you know, from the ESA, her lawsuit that she should win is worth more than yours or yours or mine. And she'd right. be right. And she'd de- and be she'd definitely deserve right. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Similar with anybody else who's, who's a big name who has the potential to be, I mean, anybody has the potential to be stalked, but you know, who has the likelihood of being stalked or has been stalked in the past. Mm-hmm. So I think that you'll see some of that, but let's say there's a class action lawsuit. What is your personal information, your, your home phone number, your, your personal phone number and your personal home address worth? For some, it's worth a ton. For others, it's not worth much. But if it's a class action lawsuit, most of the time, pretty much everybody's getting the same thing. So you have to imagine it's going to be a big payout because you can't tell everybody they're worth less than other people. I wanted to ask around about that too. Well, not like publicly, but I was thinking about asking our our friend, my new friend, yeah. Rick Hogue. Yeah. What I'm just curious when obviously each lawsuit is different. He's but, been very vocal about it too. Yeah. And he, you know, he's very knowledgeable, but yeah. like, you know, we got just over two thousand people in this what, class action. Right. What What's the numbers here? I mean, obviously, there's a personal interest because we're going to get if there's a class action, right? Then even, we'll be a part of it, even if it's ten bucks. Yeah, we're going to be. Yeah. What's the What could the payout for this look like? What is the ESA going to have to pay out to two over two thousand people? Thousand dollars? I mean, hundred dollars? Look at like Equifax, Equifax, or whatever. Right now, the difference is. I don't think that like the Equifax leak, the one, the most recent one, because unfortunately we have to clarify with people who have our social security numbers, which leak we're talking about. Fortunately, the ESA didn't have our social security numbers. Yeah. Um, or if they did somehow, they didn't leak them. But like, they ended up only paying you know hundred or like that was the quoted price, one hundred and twenty five bucks per person. But if, there's a lot more people. But there's there are a lot yeah. more people. But I don't know if it goes upon penalties or what the information's worth or anything like that. Um, and not needless to say, that was the number before they found out how many people were going to claim yeah. it. Now it's going to be a lot less. Because so, they do have a, a grand total. It's, and I saw it. It's $3 million or something yeah, like that. Yeah, basically what happens is when there's a class action yeah. suit, the judge or jury, usually a judge, determines what their penalty is going to be based on either precedent or law or some combination of the two. And... Once that's set, then it's divided by how many people may claim, jump into the claim that class action mm-hmm. uh, or who have already done so beforehand that brought it. In this case, it's pretty easy to figure out. You, yeah. Whatever whatever dollar amount they get fined, essentially, that's, right. what, that's what we'll call it, um, divide by 2,026 people. And in this case, you'll probably be in it unless you opt out and sue. Because they have a full list right. and our home address. Correct. Um, right. Now, on top of that, you have California law which I assume is what they're governed under, but it could be different. I'm not positive. Um, I'm not sure what their address is. Might be in D.C. Might be D.C. But either way, you have laws that may in- impose fines. You have GDPR, which has previously been mentioned, which may impose fines, will impose fines. I'm positive. Um, the The biggest difference here where a judge may take leniency, and this is if they don't settle, because if they're smart, they'll settle and pay it out without arguing it because they'll spend a lot of money in legal fees that do a battle they'll lose. The biggest difference is it wasn't um, Equifax wasn't like carelessness. Somebody hacked into their systems and and leaked all the information, you know, whereas with the ESA, it was just carelessness. They literally somebody had to program in to put our names and phone numbers on a spreadsheet that 
was available for the entire world to download. Right. So I think you know you may get more punitive damages out of that than you would out of something like the Equifax leak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's shift this. I mean, I don't want to go too long, but I feel like this is going to be, you know, uh, is this is a we have an interesting perspective since we're part of this, yeah. right? We're part of it, but we're also nobodies. Yes, yeah. exactly. What do you guys think as far as E3? Like, let's say ESA has to pay out millions and millions of dollars or whatever. I don't know. What is this the end of E3? I don't know if it's the end of E3, but I think it's it's going to be a lot smaller next year if it happens. Because well, it'd be the end of ESA. Well, it'd be the end of ESA, but, yeah. you know, I think a lot of media will maybe shy away from it and not trust them anymore. Yeah. Um, it was already a shrinking number of media this year. I think it gets even lower next year. I have no idea. So here's my quick thought. First of all, for anyone who doesn't know this, the ESA is the governing body that run, we maybe should start with this, that represents the video game industry to the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. They also run E3 for some reason. Um, and that's something money. I find odd, which they, most of their money, yeah, most of their money comes from E3. About they, half, according about, to analysts. Right. About yeah. half of their money. The other half, publishers, give them as like dues, right, in right, order to be right. represented. And it's, um, I mean, that's, they're a lobbying body. So it's almost like when you pay a lobbyist to do something for you. That's, right. that's essentially what it is. Which to, I might regret saying this and cut it out if you want to. Yeah. It just seems very convenient timing that while this is happening, they're blaming video games for some of this mass violence that's going on right now, too. What do you I don't mean? know. Well, they're, they're flat out saying that violent video games are causing these mass shootings and things like that. Yeah. And I wonder if someone on the inside, I don't know, is trying to bring down the ESA um, at the same time that they're trying to put all this blame on video games for things, which just... It's a weird it's a weird time. I mean, yeah. just a lot of things are happening around video games that um it's not the furthest leap you've ever made. No. I mean, I can see some validity there. I I don't think they're connected, but it's certainly not going to help the video game industry to have their lobbying body get bogged down. No. To me, it just sounds like if you need half of your money coming from E3, I don't know a lot about the ESA and how they operate, but it sounds like if you need that much money, it's a bloated company. Like well, it's a lobbying company, so it is definitely bloated in every sense of the word. Yeah. Right. I'm just like, what? Other than money, ESA has no business running E3, no. if you ask me. Yeah, that's not, I mean, that's not what they were, their main goal target is. Right. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier, is that it's, Ben, you said it was confirmed that Reed Pop offered to run E3 for the ESA. Let's not say confirmed, but let's. Uh, but I will say that I am ninety nine percent positive. I saw a comment from someone from Reed Pop saying that they had made offers to big gaming conventions to run to like to buy them from. Right. Them. Yeah. I feel like at this point that Reed Pop, by the way, runs like all the PAX stuff, and they run some other shows as well. I feel like that's the only option. Is that the ESA is going to have to say we're sorry? This we are handling handing the reins over to another company that does this 
we're no longer going to be involved with your data and and actually running the show. It's like a contract situation. Well, not only that, I mean, you have a, tons of shows do this all the time, right? Like the, the Comic Cons were originally run by like, you know, gaming guru or not gaming gurus, comic gurus and big, big shops. Now these companies that run conventions run them. The um, PAX was run by Penny Arcade for a long time, and now they're run by Reed Pop. And like this kind of thing happens all the time. I mean, even like talk about sporting events and stadiums. Like they used to individually manage their ticket sales, and now they use somebody like Live Nation or Ticketmaster, or, you know, whatever. So like that's not uncommon. The thing I think is that it's not just a matter of, oh, we can't handle your information anymore. It's we can't financially, you know, we can't viably exist because we're out of money. And apparently, but as far as the convention, unless somebody wants to come in and radically change things, most of the time they're just buying the name and the, the list, you know, all the, the information they have about the convention, they, they have to run it, but it probably won't be that much different. Yeah. I will say in this, I've only been to one E3, but I've been to a couple packs now, but it seemed like E3 took care of the media a little bit better this Mm. year. I mean, they... Not that it's not a clusterfuck at times, but they provide lunch and they have, you know, kind of better facilities. But that might be the, I don't know, just my little opinion. But Well, yeah. I think that comes from its days as a trade show. Probably. Rather than a fan show right. like PAX. Yeah. Because it's a trade show, they have to cater to, you know, I'm, I would imagine things were different 15 yeah. years ago, but uh, for even better 15 years ago. But they have to, you know, kind of wine and dine you a little bit. Yeah. Because they need you to be, you know, back then especially, they need the media to be there. Right. Or why on earth are there developers there? Yeah. Uh, why are the, the publishing companies? Now, it's turning a little more of a fan show. But like PAX, the media room is tiny because it's a fan show. Like right. if media want to be there, sure, we'll set them up. Right. But we're not going to bend over backwards because it's a fan show. I guess my biggest fear is if they take it over, that it becomes more of a fan show. Uh, yeah, it probably will. And yeah. I think it's been on that trajectory for a while anyway. Yeah. Just hope that whoever sets it up can figure out a better way to balance the trade show and the fan show. Yeah. Maybe that they're a little bit separate while going on at the same time. Right. You know, whether it's longer press hours or press days. even. Right. But what's interesting is a lot of the stuff we saw, I only played one game on the floor from appointments. They kind of separate a little bit better that's true pax has just you mean you played more in like private appointments private appointments yeah. stuff like that so i mean pax has pretty much everything on the floor um, right so i don't know so any final thoughts about this ben i know you said you were full of thoughts yeah it's but, probably i mean i have more like legal thoughts than yeah. i do actual practical thoughts here but it's definitely a mess i mean it may be very serious for some people it for other people it's not that serious but no matter what like if there's some crazy person out there that just hates video game journalists or just people in general and they want somebody to target, it's pretty easy to just send a bunch of crap to our houses yeah. or yeah. sign us up for a bunch of mailing lists or sign us up for a bunch of robocalls, like even stuff that's not necessarily endangering our lives. But it's super annoying. I actually had someone, someone use my phone number. Yeah. I think they were probably filling out some insurance quote and didn't want to get all the, the, the text and phone calls. So they just wrote a random number. And I get stuff all the time for some Micah, someone in Butler. Yeah. Um, hmm. Daily. Daily I get text and calls about it. Dang. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's annoying for sure. So my point there is yeah. even for the people who aren't 
who aren't threatened with physical violence right. or, you know, their safety isn't threatened. There's, there's still the possibility of annoyance and that alone is worth yeah. them being penalized for, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Ooh. All right. You have a game or something fun. We need, <laughs> yes, we need to have some fun here. Let's talk about some bit. actual video games. All right. Unfortunately, it's not good news. Oh. DuckTales remastered is getting delisted on August 8th and 9th. What? So I think it's, Cross, you have to, if you're really interested, make sure to check out the specific details. But it's getting removed from PS4 or uh, Xbox. Is it on PS4 right now? I don't know. I don't think it is on PS4. Because I have it on Wii U, which means I never play it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I, I want this game. I don't think it's on PS4, but I'm not. I can't be positive. Okay. It is on Xbox One backwards compatibility. Okay. So if you want this game, you have to go buy it now. Why is this happening? They didn't say. I'm assuming it's some kind of licensing What's thing the between song maybe or the Capcom and way forward Disney put that out and yeah, way yeah. forward. So this sucks because this suck. is just another example of like the Scott Pilgrim game. Alan Wake. Uh, Alan Wake's back now though. Yeah, it's yeah, back. Well, they yeah. fixed it. But sure. yeah, but it was gone for a while. This is why people need to be careful about wanting an all digital streaming whatever yeah, right. future is shit like this. Yeah. You know, I do have a physical copy of that, which I'm happy. It is on Wii U. Yeah, I do have DuckTales remastered on. Yeah, instead, we, uh, you know, Mag, you know, that's a great example of something Mag. that was physical, but didn't they shut the servers down and yeah, it was online did. only? Yeah. yeah. So even that, like, you just, yeah, just think about yeah. the type of future you want. I mean, you know, they shut the servers down for Destiny. Nobody's ever going to play it again. The key is, I think that, and maybe they are doing this now. I'd love to know this information. They need to set up these licenses to work forever right just you know if someone i think they goes, are doing that now yeah you're right if someone goes out of business or something then there is a, a plan of where that money goes or something yeah. write it all in the contracts right make it work because the delisting stuff is insane to me if you already own it though you will be able to re-download it but that's not a guarantee right. always because it's possible to find sometimes yeah also like pt yeah you know they they different reason but you cannot re-download that now unless yeah. you already had it downloaded. So yeah. surprise, everybody. Journey is out on iOS today. Yeah. It's $4.99. Terrific. And my, I wanted to mention this because I want to suggest for anybody who wants to play on iPhone, don't. Really? Play this on your PC. Now it's on PC. Yeah. Play it on your PS4. Help. Play it on your PS3, wherever. It's probably just as cheap, too. Elsewhere. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. It was a PS Plus game at one point. It was a PS Plus game at one point. Which is when I played it. And I gotta be honest, I don't get it. Like, I I don't get the hype. Yeah, I think that it's... I would say that it is almost great. But I'm not, like, people say it's, like, 10 out of 10. Fine. It's an amazing emotional like, experience. I'm like, yeah, mm, yeah, it's it's good. I'm glad yeah. I played it. Yeah. yeah. And I recommend that people should play it. It's one of the few games I didn't finish. I, I didn't actually feel compelled. And it's not a long game, I don't think. No, it's not. I just didn't feel compelled to finish it. Mm. I never touched it because yeah. it didn't look like my kind of game. Yeah. Point is. Don't play it on Some iOS. experiences are not meant for your phone or your iPad. Right. I, would I would actually venture to say no experiences. Whoa. Well, some are meant for your iPhone. Doesn't mean doesn't you're mean good. <laughs> doesn't yeah. mean you should play them. I'm not, I'm not a yep, iOS fan. This one I found pretty interesting. Respawn. Mm -hmm which we know is the developer of Titanfall yeah, and Apex Legends and this upcoming Star Wars game. They've been busy. They're developing a AAA shooter for Oculus, and it will be revealed at <laughs> Oculus Connect in September. Listen, I'm listening. They're making a lot of games right now. Mm -hmm. 
none of them are Titanfall 3. That's true. Unless it's a VR Titanfall experience of some sort. They already said that this game, this VR game, will not be Titanfall VR. I don't get it. I so, don't understand. They I put think out, you just look at sales, though. That's a problem, and that's a problem, and that's when Titanfall 2 came out at the wrong time, right right around, what, Battlefield 1, I yes. think, and a Call of Duty, of course, and right. it became the low man on the totem, even though I would dare say it was the best of the three games. Yeah. Um, what a shame. What a shame. I just want my Titanfall 3. Probably even more than the Star Wars game, to be honest with you. Right now, I'm excited about this Oculus game just because I like that Big Papa Zuck just opened up his checkbook. Yeah. Give these awesome developers like Respawn the ability to create this VR game. And I'm sure it's risk free for them. You know, obviously, if it sucks, that's going to hurt them as a studio. There's not no risk. But in no other situation would we see a triple A VR shooter be made unless Oculus was funding it. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. No Man's Sky Beyond is coming mm-hmm. August 14th. Yep. This is the VR update along with some other stuff. And I want to just ask you guys if you're jumping back in. Nope. No. No. Why not? I bought it at launch, hated it, sold it. I'm never going back. Never too, going too back. Too much. I still have to play Red Dead and some other stuff. So no, no. Okay. Not not for me. I gave him a chance. It's like girls. Like when I when I would break up with someone, I never that's never it. went back. That's never went back. No. My wife always says if we went and got married, we probably would have broke up and got together a few times. And I said no. Yeah. No. I love you, but if we would have broke up, that'd be it. That'd be it. Yeah. Benji, so. I'm not going back because I was never there. Okay. Oh. I've never even. I don't even know if I've ever watched gameplay from <laughs> No Man's Sky. But I don't know if you can. I don't know if there is gameplay. That's one of the problems with the <laughs> oh, game. Oh no. <laughs> but I am going in when they yeah. announced actually. I think I was in the car while the PlayStation, um, what was that called, where they announced the the new mode? Uh, PlayStation Presents? Presents, whatever it was called. State of Play. State of Play. Whenever the State of Play was on, I think I was in the car, and I was like, I pulled up to the mall right outside the the door that was closest to GameStop, and when it was over, I just was like, well, I'm here. I walked inside and bought... A new copy of No Man's Sky for ten dollars. Still haven't opened it, mm-hmm. but once that VR mode hits, I'll at least turn it on. I mean, any experience for ten dollars in VR, it's worth it's worth checking out at least. So yeah, um, yeah, I'll check it out. I have no idea what I. Don't, I mean, I have no idea what I'm getting into. The only thing I know about it is the stuff from a couple years ago when it was controversial. But uh, like I said, I don't even know. It's it's a blind spot for me. Yeah, it's one of the few blind spots of the last couple of years that I have no concept of what it even is. Nobody does. I found the game to be at launch pretty mundane and boring. Yes. And sometimes <clears throat> playing a game in VR can make things that are mundane and boring exciting. But so that's why I'm excited. It has my, changed significantly. My understanding though, is the mundane and boringness has decreased yeah. since they yes. made so many updates. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They just promised so much and gave so little at launch. Yeah. Um, as someone who paid $60 for it, yeah. I, I won't go back. Didn't you get a refund or something, Dustin? Yeah, I returned it. And <laughs> Amazon returning gave me my full nice. price back. Yeah, as they should have. And then I ended up getting it for like 8 bucks again. Yeah. So I, I got it when the multiplayer came out, played it for 45 minutes. I got the order 1886 for like 8 bucks. That was probably the wow. best 8 bucks I ever spent. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic $8. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Destiny 2, Shadowkeep, has been delayed 
to October 1st. Huh. So this is like a two-week two delay. So this is uh, the new expansion. I just want to let for all the Guardians out there to know it's been delayed. But uh, good for them because you know what? I wonder if Activision would have done a two-week delay. Yeah. I don't think so. They probably would have just pushed it out unfinished. Right. Or yeah. they would have just, you know, patched up some areas and then had to right. update it later. So I like that this is a sign of Bungie taking a hold of their own yeah. destiny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. New PS Plus games. Out now. Wipeout Omega and Sniper Elite 4. I'm very excited to check check out Wipeout. I I'm might ex- actually do that tonight. I'm excited for... Oh, is it available now? I think it's available oh, now, Oh, yeah. interesting. I played the Wipeout VR at PSX in 2017 or whatever year that was. And the last PSX they held. And I was very bad at it. But I am very excited to actually like not be not have... I think like Daniel Bloodworth was standing next to me. <laughs> and the person like showing the game was standing next to me. So right. I was also like... I don't know about, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but certainly Stage distracted. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to check it out in my recliner. Cool. Very cool. It does make it nerve wracking. I think Brad was standing behind me when I was playing Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. And it's just like anybody that, watching you play a game. Right. It's, I that mean, turned out to be one of my favorite games of last year, but like I was just didn't enjoy that at all because I know he loved it and knows that game very well. And to see me kind of just fumbling around. It's it's totally fine to me, like if you're streaming or something, right. or like a review or whatever. Yeah, that doesn't bother me at all. But like if somebody's watching me yeah. next to me play the game, I'm like, eh, yeah. I don't know about this. Have either one of you played a Sniper Elite game? No, uh, no, I have a few of them on PC, but I haven't actually played them. I did play the VR thing, um, Sniper Elite VR, yeah. at uh, E3 um, for a little bit. That Isn't was kind of like Hitman, like stop, like sort of, mm. not like Hitman, just in that. You're trying to assassinate somebody, and there's a lot of different ways you can do it, kind of sandbox. Pretty much. But, like, I mean, it's all about hitting those perfect sniper shots and just watching the bullet ricochet through their body and nice. crush bones. And Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. I think we have time for one more, and I have kind of two topics. Ooh. I'm going to let you guys choose, I think. One, both kind of spicy stories. Ooh. What kind of spice do you want? Number one, a, another controversy about the Epic Game Store. Oh, boy. About this game, Ooblets, or about the new Call of Duty, a new controversy. Let's go with the Ooblets one because I feel like it's more nuanced. Yes. Let's do that. So, you cool with that, Phil? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, okay. though. I so, have no idea what Ooblets is. Ooblets is this game that is Nobody now. Knows. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's, that I should, that's not derogatory. It's is that just a Korean a, game or something? No, it's just to say that. People hate this game and don't even know what it is. All right. So this game has been funded through Patreon, which is kind of interesting for a while. And now they have announced it's coming out to the Epic Game Store. I want to read you guys some of their announcement. Okay. Okay. It says, everyone keeps talking about this Epic thing. So we thought we'd see what it's all about. Here's the what these epic folks are doing. First, they teach every kid in the world these obnoxious dances, and now they're offering to funding game developers in exchange for PC exclusivity on their game store. That's exactly what Marx warned us about. Just imagine if other companies Marks. got in their heads to <laughs> offer funding in exchange for exclusives. What'd be next? Game consoles paying for games to be exclusive on their console? <laughs> Netflix paying for exclusive shows? Newspapers paying for exclusive articles? It'd be some sort of late capitalist dystopia. <laughs> 
Okay, so goofing who aside, that? who wrote it? Yeah, this is the the Ooblets announcement. The developer. That's the Ooblets announcement. Yeah. That's amazing. So now I want to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so goofing aside, yes, we've signed with Epic Games for a PC launch exclusivity. It's incredible news for us, and I'm hoping you can all be excited with us. Um, so then they explain a little bit about the Epic Games Store, like who is Epic and what are you talking about? The one interesting they're explaining it's a storefront or whatever, and they said Epic has been paying for PC exclusives. Uh, wait, Epic paying for PC exclusive has become the latest thing that capital G gamers TM, so trademark, have gotten angry about, which I'll talk a little bit more about further down. So they mentioned that the game will will stay the same. And they'll say that you'll have to download the Epic Game Store if you want to buy the game. And uh, you'll have to create an account, which they say, which uh, if you haven't already done so, uh, you've already done this to play Fortnite, which I, we know you have. That's what they said. It's such a difficult thing to do. Heaven forbid you have to click on this icon instead of the one right beside it when you want to play the game. <laughs> That's not the problem, Phil. The problem is more about um, openness in the PC world. Oh, capitalism. That's the problem. Yeah. So they basically explained that this move allowed them to finish the game, finish the game and make it in a way that they didn't have to be worried about the financial security of their. I hate this world that we live in. Like on one hand, we oh crunch, crunch. We want them to make all the developers should make more money. And now we have a way for the developers to make more money, maybe take their time a little bit. And we're pissed off about it because we have to click on a different icon to open up the store. So I, I want to read understand. one last part I'm not here. Married for this time. They mentioned they're like angry at Epic, us, the world. We're aware of the backlash that's been hitting games that sign with Epic. We, uh, I don't expect much of our uniquely loving, lovey community to fit into this weird anti-Epic uh, uh, contingent. But I figured I'd share our thoughts and have an open conversation about the issues. So... This is where it gets a little interesting in that they list the issues and their the responses here are interesting because let's let, let me try to pick out a good part here. Let's see. I get the appeal of wanting to seek out things to get angry about venting. Venting anger is cathartic and natural. But let's just have a little perspective about what we decide to get angry about. Look at the things going on around you and ask if there might be anything just a tad more worthwhile to be upset about. Here's just a few suggestions. Climate change, human rights abuse, the new Twitter desktop UI, the latest season of Game of Thrones. Those last two were jokes. Please don't yell, yell at people about them. So let's remember that this is a low stakes video game stuff we're dealing with here. Nothing to get worked up about. And I, who he says, Ben, uh, Ben, the author of the post, We'll be around in our Discord to answer any questions and talk through any concerns or confusion you might have. So they also talk about how the Epic Game Store, the fact that it doesn't have features, that just kind of says, like, new stores don't have as many features. That's just how it is. Okay, that was a lot of talking from me. I'm don't, sorry. Don't you remember Steam when it launched? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically is what they were saying. Yeah. There's flossing in Ooblets. Yeah, they added that little flossing oh, God. for this announcement. I'm going to play this game. See, so Phil, you're very much like yep. positive on this and on yep. this. Absolutely, I am. Because I think the developer gets to. What I've seen from Epic is that, that the Epic Game Store gives their developers more money. Yeah, and they charge us less. Wait, let's start over. Yes, they give their developers 
more a money cut. from the cut. Yes. But they also, many games, right. to be exclusive, right. they're just straight up just giving them money. Right. Yeah. Which is great. It's great. Epic can do it, and the games can yeah. do better. When you're, I think back to playing Metro Exodus, I don't think, oh, I played it on the Epic Game Store. I just think I played Metro Exodus. I don't care where I played it. If I get it for cheaper, and if the developer, I mean, we got that for free, full disclosure, but if, you know, if I get a game for cheaper and the developer can make more money, why, why does it matter where I play it? I mean, right. it's not like you have to buy a whole new console like PS4 and, and and Xbox, something like that. I don't know. Nobody ever complains when somebody puts out a new console. No, never. Well, I guess I Unless should say nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think the only... I totally agree with you, Phil. Yeah. And I think with Dustin probably is on the same wavelength. The only thing that I think makes it a little weird is that this they were funding this game through Patreon... And I would imagine that people who are supporting them on Patreon were not, no, not everybody was expecting it to be, um, you know, through the Epic Game Store. Probably even somewhere it said, like, you know how people just generically used to, like, would, would, instead of just saying, and on PC, they'd say, and on Steam. Yeah. Um, like, even Metro, yeah. I think, had to change the thing on the back of their box because Epic didn't exist before, when they started they making the box. They did. So I understand from that perspective, yeah. a few people getting a little upset. I don't understand the, I mean, I, I do understand the reasons, but I don't understand the reality of being upset about Epic versus Steam. You know, nobody but, was mad when these things happened where it was supposed to come out on Wii U and it came out on Switch instead. You right. Know, from Patreon stuff or whatever. Yeah. So here's the, the difference, though. And Dustin, you didn't quite touch on this. The amount of hate. Oh, right. And vitriol and like people actually um, like making videos of them supposedly saying things. Yeah, there's, like, they posted screenshots of people saying, like, horrible things in their Discord, sending them messages, basically, like, like horrible shit, like, talking about raping people and, right. like, Dear goodness. really, really bad stuff. Right. So. And their Discord, I think, has essentially been invaded by people who don't even have a clue what the game is. I don't think anyone does. I just read a thing that says it's got fighting, farming, and friendship. That sounds crazy cool. <laughs> I'm in. So, like, I want to play this thing. There's these little creatures running around. It looks like Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, and a hundred other things all rolled into one. I feel like there's, with anything, some some nuance here. Yeah. Because I have not disagreed with anything you guys have said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there are some legitimate complaints and i i see some of the criticism of the exclusivity stuff on epic game store i get it the storefront is not as good it's about the pc and they want this open platform i can see some of those things and i don't want to say that anything any kind of death threat is never deserved no but i feel like the way the developers made this announcement was a little snarky yeah, I feel like that's, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been following these people. The first time I heard about them was last week, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the, maybe it was even this week. I can't even tell what day it is anymore. But the, I have a feeling like, let's say you've been following their Twitter account or in their Discord or maybe, have they made games in the past? I don't know. Maybe this game is snarky. Like, maybe that's their tone. Maybe that's who they are. Like, would right. you expect, um, Randy Pitchford to come out and make, I was gonna say. <laughs> make a serious announcement. But they did. If you look at those E3 banners, they they basically it was all snark and right. you know, stuff, you know, saying mayhem was coming. Right. And then the last thing said Epic Game Store and said, we told you mayhem. Yeah. Like, 
Right. Would you expect get in front of it? Right? Like I have no problem with that. Yeah. So people still aren't happy about Borderlands, right. but at least you know by looking at a Borderlands poster that yeah. it's going to be snarky. Right. Like that's just their personality. Right. So I don't totally disagree with you, but I also think like the fact that this has become a larger issue is more the reason for the outrage. Whereas if it was just like the fans that have been following them, even if some of them weren't happy, they would have understood potentially, well, this is who this guy is. Like this right. is just his personality. I guess the the way I'm thinking about it in a, in a short, quick, concise way is that there are good people that are upset about Epic Games Store and there are bad people. Right. And there's this response, which there's some people that respond in a just very business way. And there's this, which is also a little snarky and makes fun of not only the bad people, but the good people that have legitimate complaints. Yeah. And then so this set off the hor- most horrible of people right. to to do this. Right. So yeah. I'm just like I mm. the ultimate bad here is the the threats and right. the, the abuse because that is never name calling deserved. And, yeah. But I'm just also like, maybe you poked the bear a little too hard. I don't know. I don't. No. We've seen this. We've seen vitriol for every game that's been announced as exclusive. Maybe not this bad, but I think part of it's the fact that they just like, here's our discord link. Everybody sign up on it. Yeah. Like that's got to be pretty part of it. Cause like, you know, again, just to use Borderlands. I'm sure Gearbox doesn't have some big Discord that any fan can jump in. I could be totally wrong, but I doubt they have just some big Discord that anybody can jump into and talk about their game. Yeah. Um, they're not, you know, that's just they're too big for that. So, like, you, I've seen, like, pure trash comments for every game that's been announced on the Epic Store exclusive. And this might actually help this one sell. Honestly, it probably will. Yeah. yeah. So I don't totally disagree with you, but I don't think that developers talking to their audience that's supposed, you know, that's been along with them. They obviously have fans because they have a Patreon and like they've been there. I don't think that the intended art audience should have had any problem with this type of announcement. If this is the type of, you know, this right. is the type of conversations they've had in the past. <sighs> I don't know what poke, what bear you would have to poke with me for me to threaten to rape you and call you the N word. No, no, no. I'm just saying that, you know, like (laughs) I just, there isn't one. There's no poke. No. I guess it's just one of those things that when you, you know, these people are out out there, you know, that this is going to rile them up. This post was sure it was for the fans, but they also explain it in a way that's not for the fans. Like if you make a big explanation about how this is going to help your studio survive and, like it's going to get out there and these people are going to see it. You know what I mean? You ever post something on Twitter that you know people who follow you won't like? Yeah. Same thing. I guess. I don't know. I'm just How do I I want to make sure I'm clear that it's not like, well, they deserve what they got because they said this. Right. I don't think that. Right. I want to be super clear about that. Right. But, yeah. And the developer, I think I read something briefly. I didn't read the whole thing. Even said something about like, I can see now that people who weren't familiar with me would have taken my snark as condescension. I apologize for that. So, like, I think he agrees with you a little bit, too. Yeah. But the reality is it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Like, yeah. we're supposed to live in a, right we're supposed to live in a society where however anybody wants to be, as long as it's not hurting other people, is okay. Mm. The problem is all the... Yeah. 
Never mind. I don't think I agree yes. with that. Like, not however people want to Yeah, I'm a libertarian, so yeah, whatever. But when it comes down to it, like, that's the kind of audience he had. That's the kind of game maybe this is. Maybe it's a snarky kind of game. I don't know. I don't know any of that. But, like, if he wants to be goofy, if he wants to be swearing off his tits, if he wants to be super serious, like, however he decides to present it was obviously the way he thought that would appeal the best to his audience. And in a time where he thought he was probably going to get some flack from his audience, I can understand wanting to be jovial and have a good tone. But he probably did not expect to have the entire world looking at him and making fake videos of him doing racist stuff and yeah, stuff like that. That's insane. I that's didn't know insane. about the fake videos. I could be wrong on mixing that up, but I'm pretty sure I saw him tweet, like somebody retweeted it. Somebody edited a video of me doing something. I assure you this is not real, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like I, we've been treated with such, you know, miserable slander since the announcement. Yeah. And people are the worst. Yeah. Uh, Look, yeah. They're the, they're the, well, never mind. I just want a new boom blocks, to be honest with you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Spielberg. Someone calls call Where up Steve. Right? Where you at? <laughs> Steve. Give me another, another boom blocks. <laughs> right. That's it. That's all I've got for the show today. It's a heavy show. Heavy show. Whew. A lot of we'll interesting stuff. We'll go home and take stuff. a shower. Yeah. So if this is your first episode <laughs> of the HB podcast, uh, it's usually yeah. not quite as heavy or, or talking about as... I had fun, though. See, I had a great oh, time. Oh, yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I think this I'm is happy. Nobody show. left the room. No. Nobody left no, the room. Brandon. No. So thanks, everybody, for <laughs> listening. Yeah. He straight up left that one show. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. So thanks, everybody, for listening. If you don't subscribe already, make sure to subscribe. Uh, that way you get the show every week in your feeds when it comes out on Wednesday. Also, you're going to want to leave us a rating and review. That helps us out a lot. We'd appreciate that if you did that. Two other important details. Number one, our Discord, lots of fun. The Americans have declared war on Canada. Wow. And by that, I mean me. When did we do that? I, I wasn't there. Around. That was me. Oh, wow. Just recently. Just recently. Jeez. So if you want to join our Discord and hang out, it's uh, handsomefandom.com slash discord. You can join there and uh, you can tell Canadians why they're just not that great overall. You're right. just America's hat and that's all you'll ever be. <laughs> wow. Pitter patter. Finally, if you would like to help us out in a way beyond leaving a rating review, you can use our Amazon affiliate link at handsomefandom.com slash Amazon. That will basically, if you make a purchase on Amazon, Amazon will give us a little bit of that purchase and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So we would really appreciate that. It was help us out a lot. I'll be honest. I prefer Dave to most Americans. Wow. Um, Dave, Dave's, well, yeah. Dave's I specific. Know. I prefer Dave to most yeah. human beings. Yes. I, yes. Agreed. Oh. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I don't have, I haven't read this and I have, uh, sorry to throw another announcement here at the end. I don't have any clue if this is accurate. I'm just putting it out there because I just saw a tweet pop up as a recommended tweet. GameDaily.biz reports a second source has come forward. The individual obtained the 2018 list in September 2018. This is about the ESA leak we were talking about. Via the same method as our first source and contacted E3 staff to alert them. They never received a, a reply. The 2018 list was available as recently as two months ago. Yikes. So we're on there twice, Dustin. Great. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Again, yeah. haven't confirmed that. Didn't read the story, but saw it and wanted to report it since we had a big discussion. Yep. And on that note, thanks, guys, for joining me. And uh, hope you guys have a lovely week. Mm -hmm. Rest of your week. All right. We don't hate Canadians. No.
I'm glad football season's back. I'm not. Okay. But it's fine that mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. You know, I'm happy for you. Yeah. See you later. Yeah.